Hi, this is Peyton with Girls Gone Right. Hey, and this is Megan. Welcome to our pop culture segment. Before we get started, make sure that you subscribe to our channel. Holy mackerel, we are growing so fast. We just want to thank you all for that, for spreading the word. Woo! <laughs> make sure that you subscribe to our channel. Go follow us on Instagram at Girls Gone Right and on TikTok at Girls Gone Right. Today on our pop culture segment, we are talking about Never Been Kissed. Another movie that I have never seen before. <laughs> I am educating her. So we are going to do a little, a little thing, things a little different on this one. So we're doing top five things that are wrong with this movie. Top five, guys. Um, you may have noticed our <laughs> new decor. I wonder how long they were going to wait to see if we addressed You're like, it. <laughs> wondering what is going on here. Uh, this is just a new addition to our set. We're really excited to have them here. Yeah, we've been out of town, and apparently we've sprouted hands. We grew it in our laboratory. Yes, these are our <laughs> strong hands. Okay, anyway. <laughs> All right, never been kissed. So Peyton's first time watching this was last night. It, uh, this movie came out April 9th, 1999. It made $55.5 million at the box office. It stars Drew nice. Barrymore. The Rotten Tomatoes score, critic score is 55%. The audience score is 69%. 69. Nice. <laughs> the meta score is 60, and it's 6 out of 10 user rating on IMDb. The newest, most positive critic from an actual critic uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. This was April 10th, 2019. This has never been kissed, remains one of the best teen movies and rom-coms of the 90s and a true ode to nerdy, overly enthusiastic girls of all ages. And that came from Chelsea Steiner of the Mary Sue. And the newest negative review from an actual critic on Rotten Tomatoes, August 28th, 2019 says, attempts to tap into the sense of missed opportunity that one inevitably leaves high school with. Unfortunately, it fails to offer anything other than that same old crop of cliches. That's from Zaki Hassan of Zaki's Corner. <laughs> so, um, the oldest positive critic review from Rotten Tomatoes was April 9th, 1999. So this is the year the movie came out. No. The movie's screenplay is contrived and not blindingly original, but Barrymore illuminates it with sunniness and creates a lovable character, Roger Ebert of Chicago Sun-Times. Same newspaper in the, move, in the movie. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's wild. Isn't that crazy? Okay. I was like, oh, that's fun. Of course. <laughs> but it's, I love that they actually do that, and obviously it's a good review. Yeah. Also, spot on. Yes. Because... I feel like Barrymore, when she's in a movie, yes. this is usually her role. She's always someone yeah. so positive and bubbly. Yeah. So I think that was really spot on. Yeah. The oldest negative critic review was April 9th, 1999. This is short and not so sweet. <laughs> Embarrassing, witless from EW.com. I like to say <laughs> EW.com. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Ew, it's giving poor. It's giving you. It's giving embarrassing. It's giving ew. Ew. So as we mentioned at the start, we are doing the top five things wrong with this movie. Um, number one, the extreme bullying to the point where it causes trauma. Yeah. There was a lot of bullying in this movie. 
all these movies that you were making me watch have a lot of bullying. I have a lot of bullying. <laughs> 16 Candles. Yeah. And I think it's just because it is when you're in the high school environment, yeah. you depict it with bullying. Yes. And all of the characters, you have to have like the evil character and you have to have someone that's the victim. So this is how yeah. they create that in high school scenarios. So it's yeah. your typical high school movie, especially back in the day, 1999. It yeah. was like- Before was, social media. Everyone did bully each other like oh, that. Yeah. Well, uh, I think what they did a great job in this movie, I know we're talking about the wrong things, but I think they did a great job of really setting up her character as being super lovable. Yeah. And you automatically like love her right off the bat and you feel bad for her immediately when they start doing the flashbacks. Yeah. So some of the things that they did to her, they in high school when she has a flashback, they poured a Sprite into her backpack while she's walking down the hall so that when she stopped, her backpack soaked up all that uh, Sprite and it made it look like she's peeing, which is so mean. Horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, then the popular group goes around school telling everyone that Billy, the, the heartthrob that she's in love with in high school, is going to ask her to the prom. And so everyone's speculating that she's going to be like the most popular girl in school. But really, it's just a prank. Yeah. And when he goes to pick her up for prom, he rolls up and throws eggs at her. And it's really, really heartbreaking to watch. Um, but if it were today... Kids would just blast it on social media and ruin your life. Yeah. Like the egg scene, kids would probably do that, but they would have somebody like ready with their phone out videoing yeah, it. Yeah, it would be a TikTok. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, I think that we live in a culture where kids are way more sensitive and yes. we are more bullying aware. So if yes. this is on TikTok or social media, a lot of people will stand up and advocate against it. Yeah. So I don't think we see as much bullying in this style. No. Like physical bullying. Maybe we see it more so with like comments mm -hmm. on social media, things that are a little more easy to ignore. This yeah. not so much because it's your environment. You have to go to school. I don't think we see this as much because everyone's kind of a squish nowadays. So you can't say anything mean, let alone do anything mean where someone can like clip it and it's going to go on the internet. Because speech is violence. Yeah. Were you ever bullied in high school? Yeah. Yeah? Was it like mean things like this or how did no, you get bullied? No, it was never like pranks. It was it was comments. Okay. Um, I never was pranked. Like I never was tripped in the hall or like yeah. nobody ever put kick me on my back or anything like that. It was more just mean, hateful comments about maybe the way I looked or dressed. Yeah. Which— to a young girl, a teenage girl can be very detrimental. Yeah, that, very traumatizing. I honestly, to anyone that went to high school with me, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I was bullied in high school. I just think that I also was like the kid that really didn't care. It got to that point for me, yeah. Like you could probably make a comment to me. I did actually get bullied a lot in junior high, more mm -hmm. so than high school because I was very like short. And um, 
tiny. Like it yeah. looked like I didn't, I didn't hit my growth spurt until literally like my senior year. I was really tiny. Yeah. And so that's what I got picked on about was that I was so small and people were like, you're never going to get boobs. Yeah. They, I would actually get called. Here's what I got called in high school, flat chested. Oh, I was called no butt Megan. Oh my gosh. No butt Megan and flat chested over here. <laughs> you want to trade? <laughs> I'll give you some of mine and you can have they would call me F, <laughs> The guys would call me FC for short for flat chested. And honestly, I, it wasn't something that bothered me, I guess, because I was like, yeah, I don't have, I'm thankful to this day I'm flat chested. I don't want them. Yeah. I'm having a great life without boobs, I guess. Lucky. So, yeah, <laughs> that was it, guys. Let us know if you guys were bullied in the comments. Like, yeah. what, what did you get picked on in back, back in school? Yeah. Not that we're making it into a positive thing, but it's just... Yeah, curious it, to know. It is... I think looking back on it, it is important to make light of it, especially if it's something that you've learned from. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something today, you got to call me flat chest and I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, yes, and itty bitty titty <laughs> committee. I'm here's your service. What yeah, can I somebody from high school is like, who's up? No, but Megan, I'd be like, what's up? You're, you're still doing that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, has, but as a changed. kid, it kind of like traumatizes you yeah. in the sense that you're so young and yeah. you have your peers and where you go to school, that's like your community, right? You go to school and you crave biological needs. You just crave to be accepted by your community. Yes, absolutely. All right, number two, asking if she's in special ed. That was like right <laughs> off the rip. Yeah, I, when that happened, I was like, oh, I forgot about that. So in the cafeteria on her first day after she's enrolled in school, she goes and immediately sits down at the table full of the popular girls. And they're looking at her like, what are you doing? And then the hot guy of the school, whose name is Guy, comes up to her and she's so nervous uh, because she's just awkward and she doesn't know what to say. So she just like keeps saying the most ridiculous, awkward things. And he looks at her and he goes, are you in special ed? Like, for real, are you in special ed? Are you in special ed? <laughs> I, I mean, are, are you? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, get to oh, that. Rough. rough. Rough first day back at high school when you're 24. Oh my God. So another one was her brother at the party hitting on 16 year olds. And he is also not in high school. I think he said he was like 22 years old. Yes. So that's number three. Uh, yes. So it, it is very interesting because they never make their ages very clear from the start. Yeah. So you're like, I know that they're not in high school. I know that you kind of find out throughout the movie. Yeah. So yes, her number three is her brother hitting on a 16 year old. So the girl that he ends up taking to the prom when she first introduces herself to him at the party, she's like, Hi, I'm T and I'm a gymnast, which is like, hit, hit, I'm really bendy. Hi. Hey. I'm Tracy. I'm 16. I'm a gymnast. I don't have a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say he does have some serious self-control, though. Yeah. It is creepy and it's gross because they're underage, but he he does demonstrate some pretty good self-control. Yeah, these girls are literally throwing themselves at him. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird situation to be in, yeah. to be 
You know, you think of going back to high school and that thought itself is terrifying. <laughs> but imagine you're going back to high school and you are no longer a minor and everyone no. else is. I know. Yeah. It's a sticky situation. I mean, it can, the same can be said for her. Yeah. Because she finds that other, the guy, oh, guy. Yeah, so it goes both dreamy. ways. Yeah. She goes to prom with someone that's in high school mm-hmm. and it, they don't kiss or anything, but they get in these scenes and these moments where I'm like, oh my gosh. Do not kiss a minor. Do not kiss a minor. Yes. So, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, but she didn't. She no. didn't kiss a minor. No, no, no. Number four, the sex-crazed coworker and in-office relationships. So Anita, who is her, I guess, confidant yeah. at work, who's played by Molly Shannon, uh, talks about her sex life just so openly to everybody at work, which is... I mean, you have well, an HR issue. Yeah, I mean, like you have your buddies at work that you might share some personal things with, but the fact that she's literally going around the office telling everyone about her sexcapades is it's funny for the movie, but in real life, if that were to happen, life. you'd be like, yeah. yeah, real life, you do that, and I'll see you in HR. Yes, yes. And then she's like making a... She she says she's hooked up with several people in the office, and then she's like making the sexual gestures at the guy at the table in the meeting in front yes. of like the boss. Like, what are you doing, girl? Dicey, <laughs> so dicey. Uh, and then the fifth one is the relationship with the teacher. Mr. Coulson. Yes. So we saw this in the beginning of the movie. There was a little bit of spark and he just had a soft spot for her. Yeah. He, I think this defines her lovable character. This yeah. is another character that brought that out in her because he always saw that she was talented. He was rooting for her. He wanted to see her succeed in her future. Mm-hmm. And he just saw her out of every other student and not in a weird way, but just knew that she was really talented with writing. Yes. I, there was a couple of things throughout the movie that you would catch and you're like, ooh. Like as watching it now as an adult versus yeah. when I watched it when I was younger, you know, you didn't really think about the fact that he was her teacher. Um, but from the beginning, it seemed as if he was kind of onto her a little bit because she she answered a question that he asked in class and she had a very sophisticated answer. And he was like, are you sure you're 17? And she's like, I'm 17. <laughs> I'm 17. <laughs> she had to like convince herself. Are you sure you're 17? Yes. I'm 17. I'm 17. <laughs> and then at the reggae club, he doesn't immediately introduce his girlfriend as his girlfriend, which is... Yeah. I mean, that's kind of... I would say both men and women do that when they're like yeah. not really interested in who they're dating and they're yeah, like, oh, if, this is my If friend. you are going to like a party or somewhere with your significant other or someone that you've been seeing and you get introduced as your name, like, yeah. hey, this is insert name here yeah. or hey, this is my friend. Oof. Yeah. That is a red flag and you should be worried if a guy is wanting to pursue like that. He's like, hey, this is my girlfriend. Or my I'm date. Fine. Yeah, this is my date. I'm yeah. fine that everyone knows what my intention is mm-hmm. here. But if he's introducing you <laughs> as, hey, this is uh, this is Megan. Yeah. Like, okay, and who is Megan? I, Who's that? Who am I? <laughs> Just gets. Um, so yeah, he didn't introduce her. And then he hops on the Ferris wheel with her after the guy operating the Ferris wheel is like, single woman here yeah. and riding alone. And 
he is riding with her and he's like really being nice and saying all these really great sweet things about her going to college, which we know that she's already been to college and speaking about her writing and how talented she is. And he says, when you're my age, guys will be lined up around the block for you. And she says, well, you have to say that because you're my teacher. And then he says, actually, I shouldn't be saying that because I am your teacher. Accurate. Yes. Yes. Very, very accurate. So it's, it's almost like right in that moment, you knew he was catching some, some feelings for her, which is inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder just going through all of this, although this movie is like a classic and it's made in 1999, is it somehow pushing a dark agenda by showing children that it's okay, even if, you know, she is actually of age, but her character played a high schooler. Yeah. Is it indoctr- indoctrinating our children to allow them to imagine relationships with your teacher like that? It puts it in your head that it should be like a fantasy type thing. I mean, I would say that time period, a lot of scandals came yeah. out of teacher-student relationships. That's true. Um and maybe they were trying to normalize it back then. We just didn't look at it in that way. Yeah. Which, I mean, to be fair, and we, we've we said this before, like movies are movies and they're meant to entertain us. And we we knew from the start, like she's 25 and she's she's not 17. Like we know that. But yeah. however- The teacher didn't. The teacher didn't know that. And in fact, like after the big reveal, he makes a comment that he can't look at her the same way anymore. And I'm like, is it because- she lied oh. or is it because she's not 17 anymore? <laughs> and so honestly, it was kind of cringy because at the end, when he comes, you know, they have like a countdown yeah. of meet me here at the ballpark mm-hmm. and he ended up being her first kiss. But the creepy thing is, okay, so she was your student and now she's not, but you were sexually attracted to her all along and that's admitting that. Uh-huh. Doing that thing is admitting that you were sexually attracted to a student, which to me is a reporter as she is. That's a scandal. That yeah. will get him behind bars. Yeah. And I I mean, as the teacher and as the school administrators looking at that in that way. Yeah. I mean, he'd probably be fired. Yeah. And I not saying that it is indoctrinating, but I think that that is something to think about because many of you guys have seen Pretty Little Liars mm-hmm. and I forgot her name, but the one one of the girls was dating the teacher Ezra. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was in high school. And this is like something that's like, you're seeing it like it's normal. Like it's a normal high school thing. Who's dating this teacher? He's hot. He's single. Someone's got to be dating him. Yeah. That is so wrong to be putting on like a TV show and letting all these children see it. Because even if, you know, it's, it's a fantasy, it's not real, it's entertainment. It still gives younger children or just young adults or children, this thing in their head that it's a, it's okay to imagine this. It plants a seed. Yeah. It plants a seed of destruction and plants a seed of just inappropriateness. And I don't think it's stops there at just seeing teachers uh, like having a sexual relationship with them. I think it seeds this thing that the thing that you cannot have is desirable. Like this naughty thing is you should be sexually attracted to because it's naughty. 
forbidden. Yes, it's the forbidden thing, but that's should be like there should be sexual tension between that yes. because it's forbidden. Yeah. And I think that we not only see this in movies like this, but I think that we see it when people go on porn sites and search stepmom and uh, son. Yeah. That's something that the number one searched thing on Pornhub is that. Yeah. And I think it almost oh, encourages God. young minds to have this sexual tension between forbidden things. Yeah. I mean, it's very biblical because when we think of something like that, anything that's meant to be or considered to be forbidden, we are more attracted to it, whether it doesn't have that's to be sexual. Dang sex, apple. It doesn't have to be sexual. It can be anything. It'd yeah. be like, I'm not, I'm not supposed to eat that donut, but I really want it. You know, yeah. like, not that donuts are forbidden. You should always treat yourself. But you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. the apple, we shouldn't have had the apple, right? She shouldn't have picked the apple, but we did it anyway. Yeah. So it's that forbidden thing. But yeah. with these small things that we see in movies, this is planting like Easter eggs. Yeah. Planting that seed of, okay, well, it's forbidden, but what about if you had it? Yeah. So that was just an, something interesting. Yeah. A different angle. Yeah. So here's a few things that we found to be acceptable. We've We've kind of had a touch and go of things that we liked about the movie throughout that discussion. But um, one thing we liked is having sex ed in high school, uh, not elementary school. Yes, that was the number one thing that I saw. 17 years old, great age yeah. to have the talk about sex yeah. because obviously kids are going to have it, especially at that age. It's what they're going to do. Yeah. The hormones, whatnot, you should be giving that talk to them at that age. However, what's not okay is doing it in elementary school and worrying about who at the age of like 10, what they want to have sex with. <laughs> like, okay, that's just irrelevant at that age. You shouldn't be thinking of that. So it was refreshing to see this. So when I was in high school, I had, we, we had health class and in, health class, we had a month or so where we talked about sex and we went through all the gross stuff of it too. But we had a guy come called Reed the Rape Guy. Reed the Rape Guy? But look at me now, you know, over 10 years later, I still remember it. Look at me now! Look at me now! But yeah, he would come in and he would give a serious discussion about rape, but he made it... Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say interactive, but he he delivered it in a way that made high school kids actually listen. Yeah. Uh, that is, that was so Isn't wild. that crazy? Read the rape guy but if you're watching learned, this. We learned a lot. He was very captivating because he was funny. Yeah. But he would come in and he would just give a spiel and we all learned from it. And yeah. it was very memorable. And I think, I think something like that as a high school student, 16, 17, 18 years old, that stuff sticks with you. Yeah. Because you're so, um, especially when it comes to sex, you're so susceptible and you're like a sponge soaking up all that you can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one of the other things that we thought were acceptable, acceptable was uh, the sex scene, basically when they're talking about it in the classroom and they're talking about penguins and wait, how they wait until they find the right mate to essentially yeah. have sex with them. And she's talking about that she wants to wait until she finds the right person. That's why she has never been kissed. Yeah. And it's about waiting until you find the right person to share that moment with. And I thought that that was 
so refreshing to hear because when you watch Euphoria, this insane show on HBO with Zendaya and other wild characters, uh, just being extremely vulgar, having sex in the hallways, and it's sex everywhere you look. It's inappropriate sex. It's it's sex. One of the girls, I think in one of the first seasons, has sex with like an old man, and she's in high school. There's a transgender in there. It's like all of these things. Um, it's like, how much crap can we throw in one show? Yes, it's extremely (laughs) toxic. And they're young kids just out there having sex with whomever. It doesn't matter. They're having sex with boy, girls. It doesn't matter because sex is sex, apparently. So it was interesting and refreshing to hear her talking about sex in a very pure way. Yes, I I agree. And and that kind of goes into the next one that we found acceptable was just the purity of this movie overall, like never being kissed at the age She's 25 years old, hasn't been kissed at all. Uh, but there is a little part at the beginning where she's talking at lunch with her two coworkers and she she goes into this big explanation of how she's she's kissed guys. You don't believe her though. But she's never had that feeling. She's never felt that, that it. And it's just so sweet because she's talking about when you kiss somebody for the first time and it feels like, you're meant to be kissing this person for the rest of your life, and which just speaks volumes to the purity of the movie, but also how lost we have become yeah. as a society and this generation of kids right now that have become and are becoming so sexualized. Everything is about sex, and she's just talking about a kiss. Yeah, and how pure it is to want to wait until you feel that way with someone where it's like, this is the only person I ever want to kiss instead of, I just want to have sex with whatever thing that I can. It's so sweet. I love it so much. Uh, And then the last one, um, her speech, her big reveal at the end is very, very powerful. Um, She kind of just throws up her hands and she's like, I can't take it anymore because they're about to pour dog food on that sweet girl that befriended her. Um, But it's almost like she finally learned from the trauma of her past from being bullied. And you can see that it shaped her into this more confident woman and person um, without losing what makes Josie Josie. Like Josie Grozy is no more. She's just Josie. And it it's awesome because she's standing up for herself finally and giving all of the high school kids around her in the room just basic life advice that you learn from your experiences, but don't let anyone change who you are as a person because who you are as a person needs to stay with you. But the experiences that you experience, whether it be really bad and traumatic, like these bullying instances, they're going to shape who you are the rest of your life. And if you allow it to shape you in a positive way, you're going to be a great person. I love that. Yeah. Love it. Very powerful ending. Yeah. And overall, a very sweet and pure movie that we do not see often. No. So I was glad to be able to watch something that wasn't trashing my brain. Yay. Yay. And it was short. Yay. We watched a movie. (laughs) 
I'm kidding. I'm breaking her. I'm breaking her. She's watching movies. Guys, if you don't remember, at the very beginning of all of this, <laughs> I think I told you guys that I hate movies. She does. I hate movies. I don't like to sit still for 90 minutes. It drives me nuts. <laughs> I probably have undiagnosed ADD. Uh, so it's you very rough. You definitely have ADD. <laughs> yeah. It's a very rough. You should see the notes app in my phone. It's disgusting. Disgusting. My, <laughs> I don't open my messages, my emails. Oh my god, she <laughs> disgusting. We were we were out of town last week, and she was pulling something up on her phone to show me, and I saw that she had like four hundred text messages. I go, um, excuse me, you need to go through those. <laughs> it's so bad, guys. I have really bad like ADD. I just. I don't know. It's undiagnosed, so we can't be I too will sure. Say, I will commend you for not opening the text messages because I am bad about opening text messages and be like, I'll respond later. I'm and a then swipe I swipe down gal. Like, I'll swipe down and see it, and then I don't actually ever open it. <laughs> so, guys, don't worry if you're texting me. I, I probably she, see it. She's probably seen it. She's just not responding. I know. I'm working on it. I'm more important. <laughs> she responds to me. You're my pinned. <laughs> You're my pinned you're message. Pinned too. If you're pinned, I'm going to reply to you. That's why I pin people. Am I pinned? Oh, wait, not that one. This one. I'm pinned. Yay. High five. Yay. Oh. <laughs> it's a strong hand. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>